0: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 155. Now, as usual, being it is Sunday, May 30th, 2021, I'm covering the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors for this week and see what they have in store for us. Let's do this! All right, first up, here are more images of the Canon EOS R3. Here are a couple of new images of the upcoming Canon EOS R3. There haven't been any teasers from Canon yet, but an announcement is likely coming in the next couple of months. I've been told that availability will definitely be in 2021. As you can see from the images, we get a flippy screen. The rest of the ergonomics are what you'd expect from a Canon Pro camera. If it's not broken, there's no point in fixing it. A couple of the other things to point out is the massive viewfinder window. I imagine this is for the IAF AF point selection. We also get the same AF on button feature from the EOS 1D X Mark III. The Canon EOS R3's main features, full frame, stacked VSI, CMOS sensor. If you don't know, VSI stands for backside illuminated. I control AF, dual pixel CMOS AF, subject tracking with deep learning, continuous shooting up to 30 frames per second, integrated vertical grip, weather-sealed construction. And of course, this article with the images will be in the show notes, as will all of the articles for this week's episode, so that my listeners can check them out for themselves. Next up, patent Canon RF 85mm F1.4L USM with IS. Canon News has uncovered an optical formula patent for a Canon RF 85mm F1.4L USM. Canon has already released two 85mm lenses in the form of the terrific 85mm F1.2 USM and the affordable RF 85mm F2 IS STM. I think there is only a market for an RF 85mm F1.4 lens if it comes with lens image stabilization. For the moment, I can't see this this being an imminent release, as other areas of the RF lineup still need to be addressed, but I'd say it's possible such a lens could come our way in the distant future. Japan patent number 2021-081531, Canon RF 85mm F1.4 Embodiment 1, this is the first possibility. Focal length 82.64 millimeters, f number of 1.45, half angle of view 14.67 degrees, image height 21.64, lens overall length 113.70 millimeters with a back focus of 18.16 millimeters. The second possible embodiment for this lens is a focal length of 82.86 millimeters and f number of 145. Half angle of view 14.63, image height of 2164, which is full frame, of course, lens total length 128.50 millimeters with a back focus of 17.13. Now, how soon Canon may do this lens, I don't know, but I think there is a strong probability that they will make this lens, and the reason why I say that is because, if you remember, in the EF mount, Canon did have multiple 85 millimeter lenses. They had the 85 millimeter f1.2 USL lens, and then they released the Mark II version of that lens because it had focus issues and some other issues, and then they did towards the tail end, before they started doing mirrorless cameras, they did release an 85mm f1.4L USM with image stabilization, and then of course they had the 85mm f1.8 gold band lens. So I think it is a possibility, a strong possibility, that we may see this lens in the distant future. Uh, Maybe Canon will release it sooner than we're expecting, we'll have to wait and see. You know, Canon's uh, pretty tight-lipped about what they're going to release ahead of time they don't like to give away too many details they like to kind of catch the market by surprise as well as their competitors so for the time being all we can do is wait and see what they decide to do next up hot deal, small HD 703 professional grade 7 inch full HD ultra bright field monitor for $13.99 regular price is $29.99 now this is $1,399 just in case you were wondering Adorama has a hot deal on the small HD 703 professional grade 7-inch full HD ultra bright field monitor. You can save $1,600 on this fantastic monitor. Key features, monitor resolution of 1920 by 1080, mount type is battery mount. The small HD 703 professional grade monitor can be purchased at the link that accompanies this article in the show notes if you're interested in picking one up for yourself. Now for me personally, I think that's a little bit expensive for an external monitor for your camera. Um, I'm sure, I'm not going to say it's not a great monitor, I'm sure it is, but it just seems like an awful lot of money to me, especially when you can get something like the Atmos Ninja 5 Plus, uh, which may not be as big a screen, I think it's only a 5 inch screen, but still, it serves dual purposes as a monitor and an external recorder. And I'm not sure this other one does from the sounds of it, it's a monitor only. But if you've got the money to burn, maybe that's the route you want to go. I don't know. Next up, firmware for Canon EOS 5D Mark IV version 1.3.2. Canon has released a minor firmware update for the EOS 5D Mark IV. Firmware version 1.3.2 incorporates the following fix. Improves the camera's connection capability to a PC while using a USB 3.0 or higher compatible cable. And you can download the firmware directly from the link in the show notes from this article from the Canon USA website. So if you got the one got uh, the 5D Mark IV, you might want to head on over there and pick it up just in case. I always like to be on the latest firmware with my cameras even if it doesn't really give me anything that I'm going to use, it's still nice to have it, especially for any potential bug fixes. And there is one in this particular release. So go ahead and grab that if you've got the 5 D Mark IV. And yes, I'm talking to my friend Brent Bergram from the Latitude Photography Podcast. So go ahead and download that, Brent. put it on your camera and let me know how you make out, buddy. Next up, firmware for Canon EOS 1DX Mark III version 1.1.8. Canon has released a minor firmware update for the 1D Mark III, 1DX Mark III. It improves the camera's connection compatibility to a PC while using USB 3.0 or higher compatible cable. So it sounds like they needed to address this issue in firmware for both of these cameras. And of course, you can download it directly from the link in this article, which will take you to the Canon USA website and allow you to download that firmware. If you do have the 1DX Mark III, I highly encourage you to go ahead and grab that and get your firmware updated. Next up, deal of the day: Save big on Lexar CF Express cards with reader bundles. Adorama has a selection of Lexar CF Express cards with card reader bundles on sale today only. This is from May 26th. The Lexar 128 gb professional CF Express Type B memory card, 1,750 megabits per second read and 1,000 megabits per second write speed, with the Lexar CF Express Type B USB 3.2 Gen. Two times two reader regularly, uh, or it's one seventy nine regularly two fifty nine. Yeah, the Lexar two hundred fifty six gigabyte professional CF Express Type B camera, same speeds, and it is with the reader normally four sixty nine, but right now you can get it for three twenty nine. And the Lexar Professional CF Express 512GB Type-B memory card. Same specs as far as speed, read and write. With the reader is 549 regular price is 669 And the good news is I pulled up Adorama's site as I'm reading this, and even though it said it was the sale for May 26th, it looks like it is still ongoing as of today, the 30th, so. If you're interested in that one of those bundles, go ahead and stop on over to our good friends at Adorama and pick them up. Now, no, Adorama does not sponsor this show in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but they are one of the retailers that I use for my camera gear, so I highly recommend you check it out. If you're looking for CF Express Type B cards with a reader bundle, that, those are really good deals, especially for Lexar gear. Next up, Panasonic announces the Lumix GH5 Mark II, as well as the development of the Lumix GX6. The Lumix GX5 Mark II features 4K 60p 4:2:0 10-bit video recording and wireless live streaming compatibility. Our capability, I'm sorry. Uh, From Newark, New Jersey, May 25th, 2021, designed with video creators in mind, Panasonic is proud to introduce its newest digital mirrorless camera, the Lumix GX5 M2, or Mark II, featuring outstanding video performance for all film creators. The next high-performance products in the evolution of the GH5, the Lumix GX5 Mark II, achieves 4RC 4K one 4K 60p 420 10-bit video recordings and simultaneous output of uh, 422 10-bit over HDMI during 4K 60p 420 10-bit internal recording. Uh, With the pre-installed V-Log, it is easy to match the color tone with the footage recorded in V-Log of the S1H, S1, and V-Log of the GH5 and GH5S. The 20.3 megapixel digital live MOS sensor with anti-reflective or AR coding clearly captures detail and drives the maximum performance of the lens. The image processor is also updated from that of the GH5 by adopting the latest Venus engine that boosts our boasts high speed and performance. All right, so they have announced this camera. I'm not sure if it's something that too many people are going to be interested in, but they did announce it. This is... Uh, Let's see here. So with the iconic GH5, now with live streaming, video format options for professional use, photo style presets, minimize your editing. It includes powerful image stabilization, withstands heavy field use, sensor size micro four third format, resolution 21 megapixels, max video quality 4K 60P. Uh, And 6K, 30P in-body stabilization is 5-axis optical. Now like I said, I'm not sure too many people are going to be interested in this because to be honest, why would you buy micro four thirds and less? had a specific need for. Now, don't get me wrong. I did recently buy the Blackmagic Design Pocket Cinema 4K camera, and that is micro four-thirds as well. But I bought it specifically for shooting my YouTube videos. That's what most people use the Blackmagic cameras for, is videography. So, that's why I bought one. Now, this article is fairly lengthy. I'm not going to bore my listeners by reading the whole thing because it's quite long. <laughs> uh, but let's skip down to the G8, uh, the GH6. Now, I did want to let you know, if you are interested in the GH5 Mark II, pre-order, you can pre-order it now, body only, for $1,697. But to me, $1,700 seems a lot for this camera. Uh, being it is Micro Four Thirds. Now Panasonic has also announced the development of the LUMIX GH6, the flagship of the LUMIX G series for innovative video expression expected by the end of the year. So they are planning to release a GH6 as well by the end of 2021. So if you're a Panasonic shooter and you're still interested in Micro Four Thirds, there's a couple of cameras that might get you excited. I don't know. I don't think I would be excited, but that's just me. Next up, Ciro announces new 75mm f1.8 1.33x anamorphic lens for EFM and other mounts. Uh, Ciro launches the new 75mm f1.8 1.33x anamorphic lens, giving filmmakers the ability to make telephoto images with an anamorphic look, creating images where the subject really stands out in the frame. This new focal length offers the same characteristics stretched over bokeh and streaked flares that Ciro's 1.33x lenses have become famous for. Its anamorphic look, combined with the wide f1.8 maximum aperture, 13-blade iris, and 1.2-meter close-focus distance, offers beautifully blurred backgrounds and excellent foreground separation. The result is stunning portrait shots. The 75mm lens required the SIRU optical team to overcome key technical problems with a brand new optical design. It took persistent efforts and considerable investment to make this lens possible. Made for APS-C sensor cameras, it joins the existing SIRU lens lineup of 24mm f2.8, the 35mm f1.8, and the 50mm one8 all 1.33x lenses. All four lenses have common aesthetics and handling, and together they form a set that filmmakers can use to tell complete cinematic stories, switching freely between scenes while maintaining common background rendering. Their stunning optical quality coupled with their small size means that they can be used professionally to shoot drama, commercial, wedding, or documentary work. The oval shaped anamorphic elements of the 75mm lens create a 33% increase in the horizontal field of view when compared to a regular spherical lens. This image is then de-squeezed in post-production to achieve an anamorphic image with the correct aspect ratio. Until now, options for affordable anamorphic shooting have been very limited. Traditional anamorphic cinema lenses have cost tens of thousands of dollars, while DIY Anamorphic adapters based on optics designed for projection are bulky and have other limitations. Now, filmmakers can own a complete four-lens set of zero-anamorphic lenses for less than the price of a single anamorphic lens from some of the other manufacturers. This lens is available for Sony E-mount, Micro Four Thirds Mount, Nikon Z-mount, Fujifilm X-mount, and the Canon EF-M mount. Solidly constructed of metal, it still weighs just 795 grams or 1.75 pounds in micro four-thirds mount and is between 130.4 millimeters and 130.1 millimeters long depending on the mount chosen. It has a 67 millimeter diameter filter thread and non-rotating lens front that allows for an easy attachment of screw-on variable ND filters or polarizers. It has a long 186-degree focus throw for precision focusing. Price and availability of the 0.75 75mm f1.8 1.33x Anamorphic Lens is available to pre-order from today on Indiegogo crowdfunding platform at a super early bird price of 669 US. Super early bird orders are estimated to ship in early June 2021. Ciro has successfully launched five crowdfunding campaigns on Indiegogo so far with a total of almost 10,000 backers. Use serial lenses to truly enhance the artistic feel of your footage and immerse your audience in an anamorphic world. Customers can pre-order on Indiegogo at the link that accompanies this article, which of course will be in the show notes for my listeners. So if you're interested in one of these anamorphic lenses, or this particular anamorphic lens, you can head on over to Indiegogo. If you're interested in any of the other three anamorphic lenses in this 4 lens setup, You can head on over to Ciro's website and pick them up. I believe you can also get them at Adorama and B&H. And last up from Canon rumors for this week, the Canon EOS R3 pricing to undercut the competition. Now, this is a CR3 rumor, which means it's all but confirmed. I have had many discussions with various sources about the upcoming Canon EOS R3. One of the most asked questions is how much will the Canon R3 cost at launch. Multiple people have told me that Canon has been vague about pricing, but that the EOS R3 would undercut both the Sony Alpha 1 at 6500 and Canon's own EOS 1DX Mark III at 6500 at launch. One source did say they think that the EOS R3 would launch at $6,000 based on hints from a couple of people at Canon. That price definitely doesn't fall under affordable, but it would be a pretty big achievement when compared to the Sony flagship, which doesn't have a full-size grip body. There will be some more information to share about the R3 in the next few days. The Canon EOS R3 has the following features, full frame stacked BSI CMOS sensor, which I mentioned earlier, the eye control autofocus with dual pixel AF, subject tracking with deep learning, continuous shooting up to 30 frames per second, integrated vertical grip and weather seal construction. All right, so that is going to wrap up everything for Canon earners. Next, we're going to head on over to Nikon earners. Alright, first up from Nikon Rumors, DP Review picks the Nikon Z7II as, quote, best camera for landscape landscape photography in 2021. DP Review picked this camera as the best landscape landscape camera because of the camera's combination of size, price, ergonomics, and image quality. To quote DP Review, the Nikon Z7II sits in a class of cameras that are all excellent for landscape photography. For us, though, the Nikon's ISO 64 setting, which allows it to capture two thirds EV more light than most of its peers, gives it an edge in terms of image quality. The additional light gives it improved total quality in addition to its excellent dynamic range. The four-year-old Nikon D850 is also on their recommended list, so you can check that out for yourself. Now, I do know that the D850 has been a super popular camera. Most people will say it's one of the best DSLRs that's ever been manufactured by anybody, especially the best one put out by Nikon in a long time, or possibly the best camera ever. There's a lot of debate on that, and it is a great camera. Don't get me wrong. I have quite a few friends that shoot with the Nikon D850 and absolutely love it, and I have no doubt that the Z7 II is an amazing camera as well. So keep up the good work, Nikon, and let's get things turned around, because we want you to stay in the market. Next up, new updates from Capture One, Topaz Labs, and Skylum released. New software update shows that the Mac, uh, the new Apple Mac M1 silicon chip support is finally available in all of these programs, Luminar AI, as well as Capture One and Topaz Labs software. Okay, so Capture One, Topaz Labs, Skylum released new versions of their photo editing software. Today, Capture One released a new version of Capture One Capture 21 with Apple M1 support and other improvements. Skylum released a new version of Luminar AI Update 3 with several new features. Topaz Labs also released several new updates. Video Enhance AI version 2.2, Sharpen AI version 3.1, and Denoise AI version 3.1. Photo editing discounts and coupon codes: 20% off Topaz Labs Denoise AI. Use code Denoise15 for an extra 15% off. 15% off all Topaz Labs products with our rumor, code Rumors15. 110 dollars off Topaz Lab image quality bundle. 30% off on all DxO products except the Nick Collection. 30 dollars off on one No Noise AI with code 9, uh, No Noise30. or I'm sorry, 20% off on On One products with Code Nikon Rumors, $10 off Luminar with Code Nikon Rumors, and 15% off Capture One Nordic Styles Kit. So definitely some exciting news with the updates by these three software manufacturers. And it is great to see that they are now fully supporting Apple Silicon processors. That makes me happy since I've switched to all Apple Silicon. I have the new Mac Mini with the M1. Both my wife and I have that model, and then I also have the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the M1. Now, the one thing that kind of surprised me with the new 13-inch MacBook Pro, with the M1, is I don't understand why Apple downgraded the ports on the laptop. It just doesn't make any sense to me. My previous 13-inch MacBook Pro, which I gave to my wife and she absolutely loves, had four Thunderbolt three ports on them. But for some reason, when they released the M1 model, they only gave us two. And I'm still kind of scratching my head about that. But I'll tell you what, the 20 plus hour battery life is absolutely amazing. I absolutely love that laptop. Okay, next up, Nikon MB-N11 battery grip for the Z62, Z72 is now in stock. You can pick up this battery grip at Adorama or Amazon. With the current out-of-stock situation, we will be seeing more in-stock notifications in the future on hard-to-find items. This third-party battery grip for Nikon Z6 and Z7 cameras has a shutter button. There are multiple third-party grips for Nikon Z6 and Z7 cameras. Now this is the first gen of these cameras listed for sale on eBay with a shutter release button that connects to the camera with a cable. The original Nikon MB-N10 for the Nikon Z6 7 is just a battery pack and doesn't have any controls. The new Nikon MB-N11 for the Z6 and 72 does have have full controls on it like a standard battery grip. So that's definitely exciting. I know a lot of people were upset when the, the original Z6 and 7 came out. The Nikon chose not to give them the battery grip. I know it ticked off a lot of people, especially my friend Jared Polin over at Frono's Photo. He was really pissed about that. <laughs> he went on quite a few rants about that, but uh, looks like... Uh, You're good to go because you can still get third-party battery grips. Now, as I've said on previous episodes, I do sometimes go with the third-party battery grips just because they generally can do all of the same things as the manufacturer's battery grips for a fraction of the price. So, I'm not going to poo-poo any third-party battery grips. I have a couple of them here and there and absolutely love them. I do have some weird issues with the third-party battery grip I bought from my EOS RP because for some reason, every now and then when you boot up the camera using the battery grip, even when you have actual Canon batteries in the grip, It'll claim that the batteries are counterfeit. I have no idea why, and I don't know if the manufacturer's ever going to release a firmware update, or if it is possible to firmware update the battery grip to resolve that issue. But that's the only annoyance, and that's kind of a minor one. Usually you just turn the camera off, pop the batteries out, pop them back in, and that counterfeit battery uh, message goes away. <laughs> and like I said, it's totally buckus anyways. Next up from Nikon rumors, the Nikon AF-S Nikkor 500mm F5.6e PF ED VR Alphabet Suit Lens is now in stock. After being out of stock for months, this lens is now available at Adorama, b Amazon, Wex, and Park Camera. So if you've been waiting to get this lens, you might want to go ahead and pick that bad boy up now, just in case they sell out fast, because I know there was a lot of people looking for this lens. During the time frame of several months where it was completely out of stock everywhere. All right, I'm going to take a brief break here and I will be right back to continue the news and rumors for this week. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes or links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Next up, the current Nikon USA rebates are expiring on May 31st, which is this Monday, Memorial Day. The current Nikon US rebates are expiring on May 31st at Adorama and B&H Photo, you can see all listi- listings at the accompanying link in this article in the show notes. The Nikon Z Insta rebates in Europe are ending on July 19th at Park cameras, Wax Calumet, and Photo Earnhardt. The US rebates include up to $300 off on select Nikkor Z and F-mount lenses, as well as $500 off the Nikon D850, and $300 off on the Nikon D780 cameras. Here is the full list, the Nikkor Z 20 millimeter F1.8 S. Regular price $1,047. New price $947. Savings of $100. The Nikkor Z24 F1.8 S. Normal price $997. Current price $897. The Nikkor Z35mm F1.8S regularly 847, now 697, which is $150 off. The Nikkor Z50mm F1.8S, normally $597, is on sale for $497. The Nikkor Z85mm F1.8S is normally $797. You can now get it for $697 up until the 31st. The Nikkor Z 14 to 30 F4S, normally $12.97, you can get it for $1,097, so that's $200 off. The Nikkor Z 24-200mm to F4-63, normally $8.97, you can get it now for seven ninety seven. dollars The Nikkor Z 14 to 24 F2.8S, normally $23.97, you can get that for $20, uh, $20.97, so it's $200 off. The Nikkor Z70 to 200 f2.8s is normally $25.97. You can now get it for $23.97. The Nikkor 50mm f1.4g, normally $447. You can now get it for $377, which is $70 off. The Nikkor 50mm f1.8g, is normally 217 you can now get it for 197 the nikkor 58 mm f1.4g is 1597 uh, normally and down to 1447 currently which is $150 in savings the nikkor z or no I'm sorry the nikkor 35 mm f1.8 GDX, which is an F-mount lens, is 198, normally 197, you can get it for 167. The NICOR 24mm F1.8G is normally 747. You can now get it for 677, which is $70 off. The Nikkor 28mm F1.4E is normally 1997. You can now get it for 17.97. The Nikkor 35mm F1.4G is normally $16.97. You can now get it for $15.47, which is $150 off. The Nikkor 16 to 35 F4G, normally $1,097. You can now get it for $7.97, uh, which is a really, really good price on that. I would definitely not pass that one up if you're a Nikon shooter because that is some really good savings there. Now, on the, let's see here, the 18 millimeter to 200 millimeter F35 to 56G DX is normally 647 You can now get it for $587. The Nikor 18 to 300 millimeter F35 to 63G DX is normally 697 You can now get it for $627. The Nikor 70 to 300 F45 to 56E is normally 597 You can get it for 397 which is $200 off. And now the big ones on the Nikon D780, normally $22.97. You can now get it for $19.97, which is $300 off. The Nikon D780 plus the 24 to 120 F4G is normally a $2,797 bundle. You can get it for $2,497, which is $300 off. The Nikon D850, $29.97 is its normal price currently on sale for $24.97, which is $500 off. That's a really good Deal, especially on that camera, because that is a fantastic DSLR. The Nikon Z50 plus 16 to 50 millimeter F35 to 63 is normally 997. You can now get it for 897. The Nikon Z50 plus the 16 to 50 millimeter plus the 15 to 250 millimeter, you can normally get that bundle for 1347. It's currently on sale for $1,097 or $250 off. And the Nikon Creator's kit Z50 plus the 16 to 50 millimeter is normally $1,147. But now until so May 31st, it's 997 or 150 dollars off. So that is all of the discounts that are going to expire on May 31st. So if you've been holding out to buy any of that Nikon gear, now is the time to pull the trigger if your wallet can support it and your wife or girlfriend won't shoot you for it. <laughs> Next up, the new Viltrox AF full frame lenses for Nikon Z mount will be officially announced in July. I received some additional information that the six new Viltrox AF full-frame lenses for Nikon Z-Mount will be officially announced in July. The Viltrox AF 35mm F1.8Z could come earlier, but this is still not yet confirmed. Viltrox did recently show six new autofocus mirrorless lenses for the Nikon Z-Mount at the China International Photographic Equipment and Technology Fair, China p and in Beijing. Now the Viltrox AF 24mm F1.AZ full frame, they have the AF 35mm F1.AZ full frame, they have the 50mm F1.AZ full frame, and then they also have the Viltrox AF 23mm F1.4Z, which is APS-C, as is the 35mm F1.4Z and the 56mm F1.4Z. Those three lenses are all for the APS-C cameras. So you can use it on your Z50 or you can use it on the Z6, Z7, Z6, and 7 Mark IIs because they can do the crop mode, of course. Viltrox already has on the market currently two Z-mount lenses. Now, the Viltrox AF 85mm F1.8Z is now in stock at Amazon US and UK, uh, Canada, gear and The Eltox 20mm F1.8Z is also available to purchase at all of those same retailers. So if you've been looking to get one of those, go ahead and pick one up now. Next up, Nikon new product announcements confirmed for June 2nd or 3rd. Following up on my previous post, I feel comfortable enough to confirm that Nikon will have a new products announcement next week, on or around June 2nd or 3rd. I am expecting a new APS-C camera, retro, and new mirrorless lenses like the Nikkor Z100-400S and the Nikkor Z Macro. If the APS-C mirrorless becomes a reality, we should also get some new DX mirrorless lenses. I'm still not 100% sure of the exact list of new products, so please stay tuned for more details, and if you have any additional information, please contact me anxiously at the link in this article. And last up for Nikon rumors this week, Nikon released new firmware update for the Z DX 16-50 F3.5-6.3 VR lens and the Coolpix A1000 camera. Today, Nikon released two new firmware updates for the Z DX 16-50mm lens, which is 297, and the A1000 camera, which has already been discontinued. The Nikon DX 16 53.5 to 63 VR firmware update version 1.01 fixed an issue that lengthens startup time by a few seconds if the camera was turned on while the lens was in the process of being extended. For the Nikon Coolpix A1000 firmware update version 1.0 dot, or 1.03 fixes the following issues. Pictures would sometimes not be saved to certain SD memory cards. If date shot was selected for folder naming In the Nikon transfer to primary destination tab, when pictures were copied to a computer, connected to the camera via USB, raw images would be transferred using not date shot, but date transferred. So there's some firmware updates from Nikon to straighten out some minor bugs. And if you have any of those items, I would encourage you to head on over to Nikon USA website and download that new firmware. Okay, so now let's head on over to Fuji Rumors and see what he has in store for us for this week. First up, the F095 lens battle, Lawa Argus 33mm F095 versus the Zongi Mitocon 35mm F095 versus Seven Artisans 35mm F095. Now, there is an accompanying YouTube video for this, there is a vast offering of third-party manual focus-only Fujifilm X-Mile lenses. We share a selection of them down below. Among the most popular ones, there are the ultra-fast Liwa Argus 33mm, the zong 33 or 35mm, and the 7 Artisan 35mm, all at F0.95. Now, Richard Wong compared them all on this YouTube channel. As usual, I'll provide a summary for you guys, in case you don't have the time right now to watch at the 22 minute long video. Summary, design and build quality, all manual focus only, but no electronic contracts, all full metal construction, they all feel very solid. The Mitocon and the 7 Artisan size and weight is similar, the Laowa is quite a bit bigger and heavier. The Laowa feels a bit front heavy on the X-T3. The Mitocon and 7 Artisans, when you change focus distance, the high of uh, the, these lenses will extend a bit. The size of the Lowa always remains the same. Only Lowa comes with the lens hood, a metal lens hood, but the lens cap is made of plastic. Seven Artisans and Mitocon have a focus throw of 90 degrees, while the Lowa has a much longer focus throw of 270 degrees. Laowa focus ring feels smooth, but is also a bit tight, changing from close uh, distance to infinity. It would be hard to do it quickly on the Laowa, not a problem with the other two lenses. Seven Artisans has quite loose focus rings, so it can be very tricky to focus precisely when shooting at f095. All these lenses have a de-clicked aperture ring, which he hates. None of his videographer friends ever changes aperture while shooting a video. He'd prefer a clicked aperture ring. He prefers the design of the Liwa. Field of view, the Lowa has the widest field of view, 33 instead of 35. Sharpness, the center at F095, Lowa is clearly the sharpest, followed by MitoCon, and the last is the 7 Artisans at F1.4. All lenses improve contrast. Corner sharpness at F095, all quite soft, but Lowa is the sharpest and borderline usable. Corner sharpness at f1.4 is reasonably sharp, while you must stop the Miticon and 7 Artisans down at f2 to get similar results at the Laowa at f4. Chronomatic aberration at f095, Lawa is the best, with only a little bit of aberration, and much better than the other two lenses. Miticon still keeps chromatic aberration at decent levels, 7 Artisans has noticeably more chromatic aberration than the other two lenses. Low CA at F095, serious color fringing on the 7 Artisans. Lawa is the best, and the Mitakon is only marginally worse than the Lawa. As far as vignetting at F095, the Lawa is worse, followed by Mitakon, and 7 Artisans is the best. It's surprising as the Lawa is the biggest lens. For Boca at F095, Lawa has smoothest and most creamy Boca. Miticon, a bit of halo on Seven Artisans. Pretty noticeable halo, which makes it look more nervous. Boca balls, Lawa, pretty round, a bit swirly in the corners. Miticon, relatively round in the center, but in the corners, a weird triangle shape. Seven Artisans, Boca is a bit similar to the Miticon, but not quite as extreme, and corners have oval shaped Boca with pretty with pointy ends. As far as distortion, overall, similar noticeable barrel distortion, focus distance, similar minimum focus distance of 35 to 37 centimeters. At close distance, Lava has softest sharpness, Mitocon in the middle, and Seven Artisans is the sharpest at close distance. For flaring, all lenses, all three lenses have quite some quite a bit of lens flaring and contrast drops. Lens flare looks quite different. Seven Artisans is best the least amount of lens flare, but the LOWA has the best and very cinematic looking lens flare with lots of character thanks to red lens flaring. For sun stars from F8 to F11, LOWA most beautiful. Also Seven Artisan has nice sun stars. Mitecon not quite as clean sun stars. You can stop down the LOWA only until F11, while 7 Artisans and Mitocom go to F16. Mitocom and 7 Artisans have quite a bit of ghosting while shooting at F16, so while the Sunstar is a bit sharper compared to the Lila, at F16, the ghosting can become a bit distracting. Lila and 7 Artisans are a good choice. Coma and focused breathing. The Lila coma is acceptable level. Seven Artisans has slightly more coma. Mitocon is the worst. Lowa and Mitocon similar to focused breathing. Seven Artisans more focused breathing. For my fi- his final thoughts, each of the lenses has pros and cons. Seven Artisans best value for the money. Mitocon overall balanced design and reasonably well in most areas. Lowa is it's his favorite. It's the sharpest of all and has lowest amount of chromatic aberration. Uh, making it the most useful at F095. Lowa renders best bokeh and lens flare. The Lawa has way too long focus throw, and he said he would pick the Lawa even if it's larger and heavier. Now, where to get them? The Lawa Argus 33mm F095 you can buy at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Venus Optics. The Miticon 35mm F095 can be bought at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon US. The Mitakon 35mm F-095 can be bought at BH Photo Arama in Amazon US, while the Seven Artisans 35mm F095 can only be purchased at B&H Photo in Amazon US. Alright, next up from Fuji Rumors for this week, the Photo Zine Fujifilm XE4 review. Quote, you can't deny how beautiful it looks. I always told you that Fujifilm XE line cameras are Fujifilm's best looking cameras after the X100 line cameras. Now this is official as zine writes in their review, quote, one thing you can't deny is how good it looks. I owned all XE cameras except for the mysterious XE2S still today. I wonder if it was worth it or Fujifilm Film to release a new camera just for single auto buttons, and I would have would not yet known the X4 or the X Trans 4. Fuji XT4, I'd grab the XT4 immediately, as I love the hidden LCD screen on the XE4. But there must be a reasonable limit to the gear I buy. Now I pull all my hope in Fujifilm XE5 with a newer sensor that keeps the hidden screen. For that one, I'll sell my XE3 and XE4. Back to the review of ePhotozine ends up highly recommending the Fujifilm XE4. Here are their pros and cons. Pros, beautiful styling and looks. Most affordable 26 megapixel Fujifilm camera. Compact and well-made body. Great image quality and noise performance. High-speed AF and continuous shooting. Wide range of X-mount lenses. Now, for the cons, ePhotozine says exposure compensation dial easily knocked. Lacks of in-camera IS and no digital IS for video. Fewer controls and lack of grip without the accessory pack. Small buttons is also a con. You can read the full review at ephotozine at the accompanying link in this article, which of course will be included in the show notes for today's episode. Next up, save $50 on Venus Optics Lawa 65mm F2.8 2X Ultra Macro. Uh, this lens is now available with a $50 discount at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The deal is not available at the Venus Optics online store, which does seem a little bit odd to me. But I don't know Venus tends to Venus Optics. They tend to do their own thing. Next up, the Fujinon XF-18mm f1.4 recently got a go to It is optically close to perfect, with sharpness being definitely its superpower. In fact, Fujifilm itself said that with this lens, they did focus on resolution to make it fit for, quote, future higher resolution cameras, end quote, a.k.a. the Fujifilm X-H2. I know some might say that lenses are more than just sharpness, and I get the point. I mean, I totally love my XF 35mm 1.4, which probably isn't the sharpest Fujinon X mount lens out there, but has an overall vibe in the image that some describe as, quote, magical. And indeed, it took some of my favorite images ever. But if what you need is the ultimate sharpness, then look no further as the Fujinon XF18 1.4 might just be what you were looking for. Hold on a second. There was one thing I wanted to say. Oh, right. The lens itself is now in stock at BH and h Photo, Amazon US, still back-ordered at Arama and Focus Camera, which is a little bit odd, but I don't know. I guess they're still having manufacturing problems. You can get the Fujinon XF-18mm 1.4, at B&H photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and focus camera. You can get the LH-XF-18 lens hood at the same retailer. So there you go. There is a nice sharp lens. Sharpness is what you're looking for. Okay, that's going to wrap up Fuji Rumors for this week. Let's go ahead and head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up, next bag goes popular on Kickstarter. The new Rome Sling Bag. Photographers can check out this new bag on Kickstarter. Click to see all details and eventually pre-order it. Here is what's special about it, and there's an accompanying video from YouTube that's posted on YouTube. It's a Rome Sling Plus laptop case. That's an interesting bag might be one that people will want to check out I may have to check it out myself just to see what it's all about next up two days left save 30% off on all DXO software today until May 31st you can save up to 30% on all DXO, DxO software products 30% off on PhotoLab 3.2 you can get a free trial version to try it out for yourself Thirty percent off on DxO Film Pack and thirty percent off on DxO Viewpoint. Remember, Topaz Labs the new 3.1 update of Denoise AI. Use code Rumors to save or rumor to save fifteen percent at checkout. Here are some updates: new severe noise AI model tackle photos suffering from excessive noise to very high ISO settings and low-light conditions. Improved comparison view, select which AI models uh, uh, are displayed to quickly choose the one that best suits your needs. Apple M1 plugin support, and Adobe Photoshop, and snappier performance, up to three times CPU and 12 times GPU improvements on Windows, and four times improvements on Mac, using discrete GPUs when compared to Denoise AI. 2.4.2. 2.4.2. So there you go, you still can get a little bit of a disc now on the DXO software. Next up, someone in China used an old Sony a7R2 and transformed it into an a7C. On Zitech, you can read an article where it's described how to transform an old Sony a7R2 model into an a7C. And there are some accompanying photos that you can check out for yourself. And let's see here, oh, and we're down to the last item from Sony Alpha rumors for this week. Learn Sony Alpha tips from Hollywood Photo Masters. If you want to turn pro or just have a passion for photography, here's your chance to learn from renowned experts. The 100 Lessons in the Photo School, Learn Photography and Photoshop from the master's courses will not only teach you everything there is to know about professional photography, but will equip you with the skills to retouch your work in Photoshop. You'll get trained by some of Hollywood's most sought-after photographers. They are responsible for some of the most striking and globally recognizable images, such as Michael Muller's. Iconic shot of Kobe that was used as the front cover of Time. After his death last year, Patrick Hoek is known for uh well, death last year. Okay. Patrick Hoek is known for his captivating brand of celebrity portraiture and the a list celebrity images of Brian Ballon Smith have graced country or countless magazine covers and fashion campaigns. You introduced to these famous celebrity photographers who will start with basic concepts and tips along with an overview of how a DSLR works. Learn about aperture, mirror sensor, settings, focal length, image composition, um, lens selection, and then move on to more advanced concepts. Pro skater turned pro photographer Arto Sari will walk you through his creative approach to capture actual actions and moments in natural light. Go beyond the lens to the fundamentals of processing and retouching your gray shots. You'll confidently be t- retouching skin and eyes, cleaning up, cloning, healing, uh, creative portrait, coloring, and compositioning backgrounds And on your own. There's less than a week for you to take advantage of Memorial Day savings, which drops the photo school, learn photography, and Photoshop for master's price to just bringing the total cost for each course to less than six dollars. So that is extremely interesting and there would be your opportunity to learn from professional Hollywood photographers to help you expand your skills and up your game. request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ATL. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at, at Georgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that's going to wrap up this episode 155 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank you all again for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. Also, be sure to check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel, as well as the YouTube channels for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Forgotten Pieces of Pennsylvania. Please be kind enough to subscribe to the channels, watch the videos, like them, share them, comment, if you have information on any of the buildings and the counties in either of those states. Please be sure to leave a comment down below that video with any information that you have. I'd greatly appreciate that. Also remember, you can pick up a copy of a signed copy of my first book, uh, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, the Northwest Counties at the photographynet online store. Or you can pick up an unsigned copy at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. All right, that's going to wrap this up, and I will see you again on Thursday.